you. I want you to look at the person next to you. I want you to say, look at you. Have you looked at you today? Have you looked at you today? You popping. You popping. One more time. Have you looked at you today? Have you looked at you today? You popping. You popping. Oh my god. I'm weeping. I can't do the show. I'm sorry. Hi everyone. I'm Heaven. <laughs> I'm Tracy. Get it together, Tracy. No. <laughs> yes. Fuck it up. And this is another round with Heaven and Tracy. Woo. Hey, Woo. Heaven Woo. and Tracy. Uh, what? Uh, Heaven uh, and uh, Tracy. Uh, uh. All right. It's the 90s, I guess. Figgy pudding, yeah. Figgy, figgy. figgy put, okay, pardon. Come on, you, you guys not remember Heaven that? Heaven ruined it. You know, Heaven okay, it. that was a reference the to something that I don't know the it, moment is what gone. it is. Heaven. <laughs> I am gone. grasping at straws here. <laughs> I missed your face, Tracy. I missed yours too. I'm loopy right loopy now. Loopy as in uh, tipsy? Yeah. Delirious? Mm-hmm. So the voice that you just heard with those little angelic popping babies was Christina Coleman. She is the senior news and culture editor at Essence and one of our friends. Hey, hey girl. Hey. Um, and she was leading the babies in the affirmation and I feel better and I hope y'all feel better too. That's Yo, beautiful. Affirmations are so real. And they're so important. Yes. Uh, today is going to be all about hair. Talking about good and bad hair. Whether you're dark or you're fair. You got it? I know this ah! one. If I get it's like a grease off. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like throwing around racial slurs. It's awesome. <laughs> Yo. So I feel like we've been threatening to do a hair episode for a long time. This is true. And we have finally made good on our promise. We are going to talk in a little bit with the one and only Afro Bella, who is often known as the godmother of black beauty blogging. What a title. Right? I want to be the godmother of something. <laughs> Tracy, also known as the godmother of... Sweeting. <laughs> Probably. Crying over dogs that she sees in public. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk with Afro Bella. And then we're going to talk with Yanae Damtu. Ooh, who's that? Who's that? So she has touched the presidential hairs. <laughs> Wait, clarify that. Of a one Michelle Obama. What? A one Sasha Obama. What? A one Malia Obama. What? So she helps a lot with the sort of styling and the color of Michelle Obama's hair. Oh and then gosh. she's the primary stylist for Sasha and Malia. That's crazy. That's wild. I cannot What a time to, to be alive. I know, I know. We also sent our hair correspondent, Chiquita Pascal, out to the first, first, very first ever Hair on Purpose conference in Harlem, which first of all sounds like the most amazing and blackest thing that's ever happened <laughs> anywhere. And she talked to some incredible little girls and their parents about their hair and how to empower themselves around it. So this is going to be a big episode. I'm very, very excited. So, Heaven, I know how you feel about babies. Oh, my gosh. So let's just, I'm not going to make you wait to listen to the babies. <laughs> Thank let's just do you. it right now. We're going to start with Kayla Jilks and her mom, Kalima. What's your interest in hair and beauty and all these things? Uh, like, what are your style goals? Well, my hair, like the way I woke up my house, the way my hair look, that already tells you how my day is. If my hair is looking a hot mess, my brain is a hot mess. Now, if it's like my edges is slayed and it's in a nice little puff, then I'm good. But like, the way I wear my hair is going to tell you how I feel that day. So what was you feeling this morning? Very upset at you. Why you was upset at because me? Because you wanted to be yelling at me. Well, you was slow. <laughs> we had things to do. <laughs> Oh my God, what an emotional roller coaster. That was so much. First of all, let's talk about how I never had a style goal in my life until I was like 27 years old. What's your style goal? I don't know. 
What was it? <laughs> it don't look a fucking mess. <laughs> but goals, like as a goals. child, like I, d- I just did not think about that at all. That's real. But also, how does she, like she already knows like what an outward expression of she like knows. your inner self, your hair can be. It's real. Uh, it's crazy. Another thing, like she's definitely right about like when I'm feeling good, my hair looks good. Mm-hmm. When I'm feeling a mess, my hair looks a mess. But then there are also those days where I'm like, I feel like such a piece of shit that all I can do is my hair mm-hmm. or most often my eyeliner. <laughs> but if you ever see me with my eyeliner on point and the rest of me just looks like chewed up food, <laughs> I'm going through it. But Ooh. I was like, I got the eyeliner though. I got the eyeliner. <laughs> Can't touch me. I know. So Kaleem was on top of it. I hear you, girl. And that's why confidence like this is so important. I love that this exists. Right. First of all, because when I was little, like I didn't have like the language to even talk like this, let alone this right. space. Especially so young. Yes. Here's Chiquita again talking with Salma Arzu-Brown and her six-year-old daughter, Bella. How does the experience that you're giving your girls differ from how you learned about your hair? I'm like, what what did you learn about your hair when you were their age? You know, it's interesting because I was born and practically raised a little bit of my life in Honduras in a predominantly uh, black community. So our crown was literally our hair. So every special event, it would be like beaded braids and it would just look beautiful. It wasn't until I came to the United States when I came across terms like bad hair and pelo malo, which it, it didn't, I didn't understand it because the people, you know, that I was a part of and the group were all about empowering through hair, right? But um, as I became a mom, I realized how damaging that term would be. So what I did was create a book called Bad Hair Does Not Exist. And in Spanish, pelo malo no existe to give proper hair terminologies so that we can work as a team and as a group and as sisters to empower each other as simple as long, short, straight, you know, and to inspire everyone to use alternate terms and to never have to use pelo malo or bad hair uh, because that's not encouraging. And our job here is to stick together and empower one another. Yes. You better go off, mom. That is so real. Yo, I appreciate the way she's holding it down. Absolutely. That's the thing that I think about, but I don't think enough about like the way that we talk about our hair Mm. and like reclaiming terms like I've seen t-shirts that say like all hair is good hair or nappy's not a bad word a shirt that I made myself I did I did see it on a one Tracy Clinton (laughs) it was in my former life as a t-shirt entrepreneur before (laughs) (laughs) I realized I'm a terrible businesswoman and was like nah but that's such a simple concept but it's so real like it's literally a descriptor but Mm -hmm. people don't want to use it because it's like nappy necessarily means bad yeah no this just is a description you have wavy you have curly you have nappy you know it's degrees of curly listen afros ain't nothing but nappy ass halos and i think they're beautiful <gasps> sorry Bam. i'm just blown away do i need to go back to my t-shirt business and put that on there I trademark the- don't use it I it's mine the shit out of that t-shirt <laughs> yo you're about to sell out afropunk Bam. Oh, <laughs> tracy you better you better <laughs> get those business skills up in order you better <laughs> you better <laughs> So lastly, we have seven-year-old Alyssa Cheatham, who plays Will Smith's daughter in the film Collateral Beauty. Let's take a listen. I know that my hair is natural. I like my hair being natural. And and I like how it grows out flawless. (laughs) Any other last words? You want to just give me like a little audio selfie, like describe like what your vibe is today. Like what is a feel, Like, how are you feeling about yourself? I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling amazing. I'm feeling passion. Passionate. Passionate, and I'm feeling inspirational. And I'm feeling like a teacher, and I'm feeling like um, Beyonce. 
I can say that I'm 34 years old. I've never felt inspirational <laughs> a day in my life. Are you kidding me, Tracy? It's beautiful. You inspire me every day. I swear Aww. I'm about to cry. <laughs> we are both. What? Oh my god. Go ahead, girl. That was beautiful. Also, shout out to the Hair on Purpose Conference in Harlem. This was the first one. It's here to empower our young girls with their own little nappy halos. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to y'all doing the Lord's work. We are so, so hyped for our next guest. She is commonly called and known as the godmother of brown beauty blogging, which is a baller-ass thing to be known as. Young Madam C.J. Walker. Right? (laughs) (laughs) She's been featured in many, many publications, including Ebony Essence and Glamour. She created a lip glass for MAC called All of My Purple Life. And I remember this explicitly because as soon as it came out, it sold out. And everybody was like, oh, my gosh. What am I going to do? How All am I my purple life, I had to fight, Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> She's also in the Black Weblog Awards Hall of Fame, which I did not even know existed. Basically, if you have natural hair and you're in like the the online community, like in all the on all the YouTube tutorials and, and all the blogging and stuff, you've probably seen her name. And if not, you probably have her to thank for some of your favorites. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Miss Afrobella herself, Patrice. You're sick. Yeah. So speaking of this particular aesthetic well one of the things that really bugs me about the whole natural hair thing and community is that Mm -hmm. I feel like for a lot of people there's still a particular type of natural or a particular type of hair that people go for right and you can see it a lot in advertising right like certain brands will only have like the light-skinned black girl with the long wavy curly mixed girl waves and I feel like that's really really pervasive Mm-hmm. Um, so in the work that you do, how do you try to push back against that? I will be honest with myself and with you. I think it's something I used to work on more. And it's something that I kind of, for a while, I've kind of been just observing the industry and figuring out what my place is in it. You know, it's more and more you turn on the TV and within the first, let's say, 10 commercials, you might see somebody who has natural hair. Whereas it wasn't like that many years ago. So the representation of us is is more visible. But is it a representation of all of us? Uh, not really. Not mm. necessarily. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. What bothers or irritates you most about the natural hair movement slash community? I guess what bothers me is what I was just talking about. I want to see a return to information and to uplifting each other and to uh, sharing in a more genuine way and I feel like that can be hard to find so I have certain people that I follow because I know I'm getting good information from them or certain people that I look to to see what their hair looks like because I'm getting consistent inspiration that is realistic for my length or texture or whatever have y'all have y'all seen that uh, new crown magazine Yes. yes. It looks so pretty. Yeah, I, I feel yeah. so disconnected from like that kind of beauty women's magazine world. They're reclaiming it. Like I just I don't read Cosmo. I don't read it. Oh, you know, yeah, like right. they're never going to have like 
style tips just for you. Yeah. You know, no. they're never for me. Yeah. No. So when there I might be one picture of a girl that looks like you in one of those kinds of stories, but that's right. pretty much it. And right. then the next story is about how to get Kylie Kardashian's boxer braids. Like, <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yep. Get the fuck. Oh, yeah. Honestly, it kind of it took me aback by how uh, how much I enjoyed reading the magazine. I was like, whoa, this can be useful to me. All these things mm-hmm. that I can relate to. Right. Super relatable. Yeah. It, it was such a rare feeling to open a women's magazine and have like hair and makeup tips that applied to me. Uh-huh. We should put that in the newsletter. Yeah. yeah. But you they should. had like simple things like here are the brands that make like good uh, coconut oil. Yeah. Nice. Like yeah. just yeah. healthy, well, uh, don't doesn't have too many chemicals in it, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah, doesn't cost $58. Right. And I was okay. like, okay, this is like a very simple thing that's very useful mm-hmm. that I didn't even think I was missing in my life. I feel like there's like two or three natural hair magazines, and I wish that I had this information at my fingertips right now, but I know that that's a, a, a small upsurgence that's happening that's really encouraging for me as a, a naturalista and as a writer. Like, please bring it back. That's really cool. Yeah. Would you ever consider turning Afrobella, the website, into a zine? I used to think about that, but <laughs> I don't know. I mean, my background is in print. Mm-hmm. I think you might know that. So I worked for a newspaper, and it's such a pain. So I really just love the digital form that I can be free. But I do like contributing to print because I want to make sure, like what we were talking about with um, a magazine like Cosmo, for example, I want to make sure that we're in everything. Yeah. And that our voices are always, you know, where where we may not be expected to be. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something that's also really important to have um, black women with natural hair, with a different aesthetic of, of beauty, bringing their opinions to the table at all of these mainstream magazines, as well as having our own thing. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, we have a lot of people who wrote us with questions. Everybody is like, please bless my edges. Please, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> please teach me and show me. Oh. Um, okay, so this one this one actually comes from a friend of mine. Her name is Erin, and she makes delicious turkey. I know this because I was at her house for Friendsgiving. Hey, girl. No, <laughs> um, <laughs> she says, my hair tangles super duper easy. Is there anything I can do to prevent this? Mm. There's so many different things that lead to tangles, but we all have tangles. We all get tangled. And um, Mm -hmm. she needs probably the right kind of tools. So I use the Weedad double detangling brush, which is kind of expensive. It's heavy. Yeah, Weedad is It is pricey, but it works. Um, You can also get variations of that at your beauty supply store, just like Mm -hmm. a really wide tooth comb. If you go to thedetanglebrush.com, and that works amazing. It makes my curls pop after I use that. Hey. Yeah, shout out. And then there's like Kinky Curly Not Today. I don't know. Have you guys ever heard of that? I used to love Not, not Today. Not Today is the bomb. Oh my god. Not gosh. Today is the bomb. It's been out for a long time yes. and it still works. So, I mean, sometimes I wind up skipping over some of the uber natural conditioners and using like yeah. Aussie Three Minute Miracle because that actually has really good slip for detangling. I also really like Suave. Yeah, I like Suave, Suave too, and I like Herbal up. Essences, Hello Hydration. Like exactly, yeah. you know, like some of these drugstore products actually have really good slip, so I use them to detangle. What does that mean? What slip? Oh, baby heaven. <laughs> what is a good slip? <laughs> it's just the ingredient that is in the product that helps your hair have that ability to easily detangle. Yeah, so it's like it makes it really easy to get like a brush oh, or a concealer. Yeah. Like it just yeah. slips through really mm, easy. Exactly. Good, Good slip. slip. Okay. Good slip. You know what else is great? Mm. 
Um, I haven't had it in a while, though, because I think they changed the recipe, mm. and I got an attitude, so I stopped <laughs> buying it. But Trader Joe's yes. has a conditioner. Nourish. The, uh, Nour- the Nourish Spice. I know exactly what oh, you're talking about. Oh, my God. I like Trader Joe's beauty products in general. Like, yeah. It's a very small section, but I can spend a lot of time in that section. Right. They have jojoba oil. I, I always did like their conditioner. And you can add oils to your conditioner as you get, you know, if, mm-hmm. especially if you're looking for more slip in the winter um, you know, and for deep conditioning treatments, that's something that's good to do for winter. The next question is very general, and it comes from my sister. Okay. <laughs> As you sort of mentioned, there's a lot of natural hair stuff now to the point where you can feel pretty mm-hmm. overwhelmed. Totally. Yes. And she's like, just where do I start? Oh, like, mm. how do I just have a healthier relationship with my hair? What that's are good some standard, solid, healthy ways I can take care of it? And, like, how do I navigate all the million all YouTubes the and the Instagrams and the Tumblrs. Okay. <laughs> um, so I think the basic regimen that begins, I mean, for me, I had to strip myself of a lot of the uh, expectations and stereotypes around hair in general because it was like, you know, you read your standard um, magazines that aren't necessarily catered to us and they'll say things like, you mm-hmm. should wash your hair every day or every two mm. days and it's like for me, for us that's stripping away all of your natural oils and it's making your hair too um, squeaky clean and too frizzy to have a, a good curl pattern and, and just drying it out it just made my hair look terrible so it took me a long time to figure out wait a minute brush my hair a hundred times mm. a day and wash my hair every day is not for me <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and right. it's for somebody else. I feel like that's such a simple point but it's like a really hard conclusion to I think learn. it's a thing that mm. not a lot of people like know or think about just like duh we don't have the same we don't have the same process and and you can't tell me that my process is somehow dirty or unclean it can be challenging to learn when every lesson is not in your language yeah yes you have to figure out your your new routine and your new regimen so shampoo every seven to ten days use your co-wash deep conditioner situation um, and you have to learn what ingredients your hair responds to because some people like coconut oil. Some people are allergic to nuts in general and can't use shea butter. You know what I mean? Like there's all kinds of different um, variables in here. So you might watch a YouTuber and think that their hair looks like yours and it can help you, but the products they love may not work for your hair. So it really requires patience and trial and error. So don't give up on on doing your research and figuring it out. Okay, so somebody said, is it okay, and I mean, I feel like we just heard part of this answer, is it okay to wash my hair every day because I'm working out and sweating? It really depends on your hair texture, but my advice would be no. I I mean, the people I know mm-hmm. who work out super hardcore um, and, and have natural hair or who, you know, take good care of their hair, basically you use some kind of sweat-absorbing headband or tie your hair up so you kind of can avoid... Um, you know, mm-hmm. getting your scalp super sweaty, but it happens. You know, you work out, you get sweaty. I mean, I hear it happens. <laughs> rumor, rumor happens. <laughs> so I don't know. You know I, I think that um, for people who work out all the time, you will know when you need to wash your hair. I don't think you need to wash yeah. it every day. And if you have curly hair or natural hair, then you might want to start using conditioner wash or the um, no poo or low poo products like Diva Curl, that kind of thing. I like Diva Curl. You know, I, like I mean, their products That's work good. for me. Some people don't love them, but they, they've they always worked for me. And I, you know, I'm happy with them. And similarly, I feel like this is a good note mm. to go out on is knowing and remembering that what works for everybody exactly. may not work for you. Everybody mm. is different. Everybody's curl yeah. pattern is different. Everybody's just like head and scalp and biology. Like you have different 
problems that you have to ask different questions about and like I know when I started going that well when I first went natural I was like okay if I use this product I'm gonna get this kind of curl mm-hmm. that's not how it works no so to all the naturals listening just find something that works for you and know that even though Whitney is every woman your curl products right. are not <laughs> <laughs> I just made that up y'all by myself it was good right <laughs> Patrice, thank you so much for chit-chatting with us. Um, Where can people find you and your work? I am at AfroBella.com and on social media, just at AfroBella, Facebook.com slash AfroBella blog. It's just AfroBella most places. So, yeah. AfroBella everything. AfroBella everything. And as long as the (laughs) the avatar looks like me, it's probably me. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much. I hope you'll talk to us again and answer the rest of these 8 million questions that we got for you. Whenever you guys want me back. Thank you for having me. You're so sweet. Thank you. So um, a reason that conferences like Hair on Purpose are so important is because the world does not know what to do with black women's natural hair. Also, I'm a grown ass woman who's still having to deal with people touching my hair. (sighs) The microaggressions. Yo, tell me why. Tell me why. Oh, my gosh. So what happened was... First, wait, pause. Can I just say that all of my favorite stories have started off with, tell me why. <laughs> <laughs> tell yeah. me how come. Uh, what happened, girl? So there's a white woman in my life. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and she had a copy of... What's her name? Patty. Let's call her Patty. <laughs> okay. Patty Mayonnaise. <laughs> Patty Mayonnaise had a copy of... The homie Phoebe Robinson, comedian extraordinaire. Shout out to Phoebs. Who has a book out called You Can't Touch My Hair mm-hmm. and Other Things I Still Have to Explain. The still in there is just the like still a church is. sermon. That one word. Still. Listen. Still. So I saw that book on her desk. I was like, oh, dope. She knows about cool things. Patty trying to wake up. Patty is awaking. <laughs> Patty got an alarm clock. In process. The alarm clock is set. She has not awoken. She just waiting on to go off. But it, it could it could happen soon. <laughs> Next week. <laughs> Don't tell me like, Patty oh. hit snooze on the alarm. Don't tell me. She be snoozing. <laughs> tell me why. Just we're talking. It's casual. We're chilling. And right. then a drive-by petting. Oh and then it, it happened. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Was this recently? Whoa. Like four months ago. God damn it, Patty. Oh, Patty Mayonnaise. <laughs> Um, not that it matters, but like what style was your hair in? Like not decent twist out. <laughs> like it wasn't popping, but I was still salty. Oh my gosh. So she didn't mess anything up per se. Right. But that's beside the point. In 2016. So I was like, I guess I thought seeing the book was like, okay, I can filter out this white person. I can relax a little bit. As a person who's going to touch me. Yeah. Unnecessarily. I can turn off my invisible, get the fuck off my hair force. Yes. I always have one. So a part of me still always feels absurd not having a response to this because mm. it happens enough where I'm like, I should just have a stock answer. Yeah. But I feel like it's always so surprising in the moment. Like, even though you know it's a thing that happens, you're like, people are still doing this. Patty Man is still at it again. <laughs> damn it. So how did you respond? To be honest, I wish I had responded in the moment, but I didn't. Like, I had a look like a split second. Whoop, 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 <laughs> like, literally, what just happened to me? And then I was like, oh, that just happened to me. And I kind of, like, shrunk in myself. Oh, 
I'm like, I'm too grown for this. Mm -hmm. She's too grown for this. <laughs> right. She should know better. So now I've been thinking about, all right, Heaven, you got to get it together. This is going to keep happening. Yeah. So I came up with a few little responses. <gasps> I want to I wanna run past you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, a little song, song, song. Yay. I can't wait to hear it. So you know how when you get an abortion. <laughs> wow. You know how they be making all these clauses now? Like... <laughs> What a start to a sentence. <laughs> I love it. I'm here for it. Like in Ohio, there was just recently the most strict abortion laws yes. in the country. Nauseating. That basically require you to have a funeral for a fetus. Which is wild. But it's just like, oh, you want to you wanna touch my hair? Mm -hmm. There are some protocols we must mm -hmm. go through. Right, right. There are some funerals you must have. <laughs> <laughs> so I want a little casket that says white privilege. Mm -hmm. You can just set that down like a river or something. <laughs> Have a ceremonial burning. Every time you touch somebody, every hair, time, very part of your white privilege. Then you know, maybe I'll consider it. I'll think about it. I'm not saying yes. I'm saying I'll consider. I'm generous. I'm thoughtful. Okay. But no, that thing about like not having a response in the moment is so real. Mm. I have my own patty mayonnaise, <laughs> or I had my own patty mayonnaise. I think I've done a good job of we all have a patty all of that, my patties. That haunts us. <laughs> I mean, you can never fully get rid of them sure. because America, but yes. I've done a good job in, in curating my real life <laughs> Twitter feed. Real life Twitter feed? Yeah. You know, you got to unfollow some people in real life sometimes. Oh, that's so real. Bam. Block them. If only the mute function worked oh like that. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm going to just put this remote on mute. Yes. Speaking of like not knowing how to respond in the moment. Oh, every that time. That reminds me of a story that I might have told on the podcast mm -hmm. before. Okay. But I used to work with this woman who would only describe me and introduce me to other people that I worked with as Tracy with the crazy hair. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, no, like she no. introduced me to her children that way. So she's teaching the new generation of white <laughs> folks how to be as inappropriate as fucking possible with black women in their hair. Nice, Patty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So uh, one day I come in with my hair straight because I had to get a trim. This is like the only time I straighten it. And she was like, oh, you look so professional now. Mm -hmm. And like, I remember I just looked at her and kind of like grinned and like, but not like the happy like grin, grimace. but just like, because I didn't know, like, I was like, is it worth me trying to like educate this woman who is, is it clearly an asshole is and is not going to, yeah. Also, I get tired of having to do that shit. So I didn't say anything. Mm -hmm. But if... I had the energy to, I would have asked her a series of questions that would have ended in her embarrassing herself. Like, just like straight up, just like, oh, what do you mean? Mm. So you didn't think that my hair is professional okay, before? Okay, yes, playing it earnest. Yeah, like, what, why wasn't it professional? Explain it to me. Yeah, so what is professional hair? Mm. Also, your hair is professional. Oh, girl, word? But my hair doesn't grow like that. What's so the should subtext I like, there? Yeah. <laughs> you know, straightening my hair is really bad for me. Should I do it anyway mm. to look more professional? Mm. What like, do you think, Patty? <laughs> what do you think, Patty? Huh? Huh? <laughs> Tell me! I love how you turn into a con at the end. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got the answers, Patty. You ain't got them. <laughs> you know what you should do? What? You should insert a spider web into your hair. Sure. And then have like an Anansi like spider. Yeah. Who yeah, like yeah. shouts African proverbs. <laughs> 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 like, you thought ancient African proverb, you thought you could touch my hair. <laughs> I dare you. I dare you. I dare you. Do it and see what happens. Yeah. Uh, microaggressions. Or maybe, you know how like white people are always ashy? <laughs> of course. <laughs> maybe I'll let you touch my hair if you let me touch your elbows. <laughs> oh, let me put some lotion on your knees. Or how play tic-tac-toe on your thighs. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Yes. I can work with this. With the broken fingernail so it gets in there. <laughs> 
Yeah, you know what Linda Holmes said on Twitter today? What? Uh, I tweeted, retweeted uh, something about like people touching black girls' hair. Mm-hmm. And Linda was like, um, sometimes I imagine, I'm going to fuck this up. This is not exactly what she said. She was we like, love you, Linda. We love you, girl. She said something like, it's kind of like akin to somebody walking up to a stranger and putting their finger in their mouth. Oh! <laughs> but I was like, kind of. You know what it's like? What? <laughs> the thing that I hate the most, <laughs> wet willies. <gasps> I want to make a flag. You know, the don't tread on me flag. I want to make one that says, don't give me a wet willy. <laughs> Tracy, we got to go. We got to go. We got to cut this. It's too much. It's too much. So we're going to be talking to you in ADM too in a little bit. But first, if you follow either of us on any of the social media things, then you know that we somehow got into a White House Christmas party. I'm dancing. I'm dancing. <laughs> I'm dancing in the studio. It was so dope. I mean, we were invited. We didn't just like sneak in. I don't want to give the impression that you can actually sneak into the White House. One could not if one looked like us. <laughs> Do not advise, especially. <laughs> don't advise trying. It's not going to end well. But shout out to John Stanton who worked Shout out to the, John. Who got us in. The oh homie. Gosh. Um, but y'all, y'all, we met... It happened. The president it happened. And the first lady. First of all, we looked amazing. First of all, the slayage. Can I tell you about Heaven's Dress? Because Can I tell you about Tracy's gown? Oh, we're a gown! <laughs> <laughs> It was awesome. We look great. We did look great. You can follow us on Instagram uh, and see all the pictures. So we did the thing where we stand in the longest line to take pictures with mm-hmm. the first lady. There's this the whole like processional that yeah. happens every holiday Christmas party. There's a lot of lines standing. And so I just, I almost cried. First of all, the Marine or person who was like right before, when uh-huh. they give you a little card and they're like, we're going to announce you to the president. Because they care about pronouncing your name correctly. Yes. Which is fucking amazing. Oh my God. I was so touched by that. Yes. Yes. So the Marine comes over to us mm-hmm. and she's like, how would you describe her? <laughs> Pointing to me. <laughs> and we're like, we're sister friends. Yeah, we were like, she went, friends, co-workers. <laughs> and they're like, so everything. friend. <laughs> we're like, yes. Because the thing they do is like announcing Tracy yeah. Clayton and her friend. and her sister girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine Marine saying that? So they were like, we're going to call you friends. <laughs> right. And they do it in like such a regal way, like a very loud, like yes. voice. And I'm like, oh shit, I just forgot every, every instruction that mm-hmm. I was given. Mm-hmm. Given, I, I forgot. I, I saw it happen. She Tracy did. was like, can you say all of that again? I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And he was like, just stand here. Just walk this way. <laughs> and so I walk up to them. I can tell he was fed up because he was like, this is the point where you should. <laughs> like, I've already said what you should do. Right. And like the thing is happening right exactly. now. <laughs> just I was, go, just go. I was trash. I was useless. So I walk up first and I'm like, I cannot believe that this is motherfucking happening. So I take the president's hand, right? Uh huh. I don't know what else to do. So my dumb ass curtsies. <laughs> okay, and then okay, it's not a dumb thing to do. I think it's pretty fucking dumb. Okay, okay. If you see Tracy's dress, it is a gown. I think the it is gown a situation. Is, you're not gonna yeah. you're not gonna curtsy in like a little a little like body contrast. <laughs> Right? I mean, I probably would have, honestly. <laughs> I just didn't know what to the do dress with my body. calls for a curtsy. It does. And I think that's what he said. Mm. Also, like, I tried not to, like, linger too long, right? But I don't know if you noticed, but, like, they were so present and, like, they really wanted they to make, were. like, a human connection. So Obama, both of them have amazing eye contact. Yes. I could not look the president in his eyes. <laughs> I couldn't. And I remember being like, oh, my God, I just curtsied. I'm sorry. I didn't know what else to do. <laughs> like, I say this out loud and he laughs. And I'm like, oh, my God, I made the president laugh. I can't believe it. And then he says something. He's like, uh, da, 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 And he says the word beautiful. Now, mm. he was probably talking about my dress. 
I have chosen to believe that he was talking about me. It is obviously all of the above. I was like, oh my gosh, your wife was right here. <laughs> chill, chill, oh chill. God. And so like, I remember trying to like hurry up and get in my spot so we could take the picture mm. and leave. But he kind of like, he kept like holding my hand. He was like, no, I'm like saying this thing. Like, I do think present is a good word to yeah. describe that, that I atmosphere. I was like, oh shit, I'm supposed to like stay here and like continue to like look. I could not look in his face. <laughs> we only couldn't. prepared one line. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I'd say two sentences. Because we only had like four or five seconds to like take a picture. <laughs> and like say everything that we've been wanting to say word um, my favorite part was when you forgot to acknowledge oh God, the first please. lady <laughs> that's not what happened I was so overwhelmed I forgot to shake her hand right to the point where she had to reach out to me and I love that she did that hand. though like she like paused. I was like girl I'm sorry she could have been like yeah let's just take this picture and get she it over have. with I've been standing here for I don't know how many days I'm tired but Yo. she was like no wait what's your name and like yes. reached over me to like tap over me on Tracy. your shoulder <laughs> and I was so touched by that I, I was, was so too touched. Also, they're so tall. They smell like tallness they and smell freshness. Like tallness. Okay, speaking of smells, so everybody has wanted to know, of course, of course, what of course. the president smells like. If you're was... a new listener, this is because I am kind of obsessed with what celebrities smell like, especially him, though. Especially okay. him. Okay. Um, everybody's like, "What does he smell like? What does he smell like?" What's so, your read of the situation? So I'm gonna give you guys the answer. Okay. Well, we're gonna give you. Oh the my answer. god! Drum roll. The answer is I did not or could not smell him because <laughs> all my smelling faculties exited the premise. I don't think I breathed. So in the in the w- the way that we were standing, Heaven stood next to the president, so I wasn't close enough to smell him. But I trust your nose and okay. your olfactory sensibility. Sensibilities. <laughs> I don't know. He smelled. I would say mm-hmm. very tall. Yes. Crisp, clean. Uh, I love a clean smelling man. And like very professorial, like uh, smart, learning. You could just smell it on him. Good word. He knows stuff. Learned. <laughs> I like it. Yes. I like it. So that's what the president smells like. Exclusive. In the three seconds that we had left to, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, to gather ourselves from the, <laughs> from the president and his wife, I looked at Michelle, who again had amazing eye contact, and I was just like. Ask Valerie Jarrett, mm-hmm. aka your bestie. Ask your girl. <laughs> ask your girl about her interview on another round. And yes. you know what she said? What did she say, Tracy? She what did said, Michelle Obama say? She said, and I quote, Oh yeah, I wanted to do that. Bitch! She knew about the show! Hey, Tracy, we made it. Hey! So maybe it'll happen, y'all. It's gonna I happen. Know. Maybe I we it. should start a Twitter campaign. 2017 Black Girl Magic. It's gonna happen. Already in the fast. What, Lotus what? in the stoop. Lotus in the stoop. What? What? Lotus in the stoop. Hey. Lotus in the stoop. So it was magical and amazing and perfect. One to see that many brown people yeah. in the White House was amazing. First of all, but I also felt sad because I was like, "Ain't gonna be nobody in a fucking Listen, Trump White House." The undercurrent of the entire night was like, "Yo, what's this party gonna be like next year?" Though? <laughs> next year's party though, who coming? Who coming? Oh my gosh! <laughs> Y'all, I feel so blessed. Mm. We did good, Tracy. You know, man, we did amazing, and you know what? We deserve it. We deserve it. You deserve it, heaven. You deserve it. Oh my God, you pop it, Tracy. Have you looked at yourself today, <laughs> Michelle Obama? Have you looked at yourself today? You pop it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, it was beautiful, y'all. So we are going to chat with Yanae Damtu, who is the stylist for all of the Obama women in the White House. We're going to do that in a minute, but first, we're going to take a break. We're going to pay some bills. Going to get some refills. You know the drill. You oh, know the oh, deal. Oh. I keep it real. Oh. You know how I feel. Oh, oh. young Hannah Hieronymus. <laughs> yes, we back. 
Young Hieronymus on my mic, son. You're welcome. Yo, and we're back. Hey. Before we get to our conversation with the stylist of the ladies, Obama, <laughs> we wanted to ask y'all one more time to leave us some messages for our holiday call-in show. Yes. I'm so excited for this. We want your stories. We want the tea. We want the gossip. We want the juice, good or bad, about all of the post-election conversations that you're having with your families over the holidays. Um, hopefully you survive them. Please survive them because we need your <laughs> stories. We love you. We love you. You can call us with your stories and leave us a message, short and concise, at 562-HITS-BUZZ or 562-448-2899. My dad still does not know that he has become Yo, an Tracy. icon because it hit me on the buzz. He does not <laughs> Once know. Once we start selling like cell phone cases, I'm going to need you to let him know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll consider it. Or you can email us your stories at anotherround at buzzfeed.com and tell us what happened. Um, one of our lovely talented producers will get back to you and we're going to have us a chat soon about what happened and how you did we believe in you you got this and now let's get to our conversation with Yane Damtu stylist extraordinaire for the people like the Obama women like she does it all y'all yes hey so I I just want to know like from the beginning let's start at the beginning like how did you get from like styling school to to the White House okay so I started hair school when I was 16 um, I was a junior in high school and the cosmetology program in Southern California is 1600 hours so I started the program I was like oh I'm gonna go to hair school while I'm in high school and then when I graduate and when I go to college I'll do hair because I always had a passion for hair what is hair school like it's intense it's 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 chemistry it's science it's ooh, tell me more um, you know a little bit yeah it's crazy like um, we learn about hydrogen bonds and oxygen bonds and disulfide bonds and then when you think of like chemically you know changing the hair how you break it down with relaxers hydrogen hydrogen peroxide mm -hmm. and thioglyacolate and while I was in hair school I met my mentor Johnny Ray and I met him because my brother works in entertainment and my boss is gay and he was trying to holler at my straight brother oh my and my God. brother was just like yeah, it's, it's quite entertaining. <laughs> um, and he still talks about it to this day. Like we were talking the other day and he was like, yeah, girl, you know your brother. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Uh, nonetheless, uh, my brother saw an opportunity. I was looking for a mentor and he was just like, he's, he's all about networking. So he was just like, you know, I have a sister. She's looking for a mentor. So they connect. He connected us. Good looking and out. when he connected us, it was in 2008. I was shocked because Johnny worked at Frederick Fakai. And I was like, you're a black man. You work at Frederick Fakai. What is <laughs> that name? Like a, a high bougie end? ass. Yes. It was um, um in Beverly Hills on Melrose. Ooh. So I assume that's all white people. Right. Right. Has to be yes. right. Did you grow up learning how to do white people's hair? That was a question I had too. No. From a very, very early age, I was just like, it's just a segregated space and that's how it is. Mm. Black people do black people's hair and then white people do white people's hair. And I think that because when I was young, like, I, I went to an actual white hairstylist once and y'all. Oh my God. Oh my Jesus. It is a segregated space. And I think that one of the things that I have tried to do with my brand and my career and my clientele is to not make it like that. I think that what a lot of people fail to realize is that it's, it's, it's all about texture. And there are Jewish women who have curly, mm. thick, unruly hair just like us that wear relaxers. True. And not so black, black people women. who have like very fine hair as well. 
Exactly. One of my best friends has extremely fine, soft hair. She doesn't need all the same amount of heat that other black women need. Mm. She doesn't need a pressing comb. Mm -hmm. One of the benefits about hair school is you learn about textures. Mm. And the the culture of a black hair shop is very different than the culture of any other hair shop. There is something that the black hair shop offers to the black culture that it, it serves for so many other things. It serves as a place of camaraderie. It serves as a place of a place for you to network. Mm-hmm. I feel like as a hairstylist, I'm not just a hairstylist. I'm a therapist. I'm a friend. Right. So, right. Um, you know, I have clients that are going through all types of shit. You get all the tea. All the tea. Girl, <laughs> all the tea. It's very, it's, it's very interesting what the salon space offers and provides. And it's, it, it's for me to be where I am today. I think back, I was in hair school when, the president was running for the first term. And I remember every day I used to pick up a magazine, a newspaper and during roll call, I used to sit in the back and read the newspaper. Cause I used to keep up. That's when I started to keep up with politics. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting to be like, I never, never thought th- those days that I would, I would ever work with these people. Ever. But look at I never God. thought look that at the universe working. I never thought that I would, you know, I will work there. So it's it's a crazy thing. And I always have like this joke with my dad. He's just like, 1,600 hours is 1,600 Pennsylvania hours. Dad jokes. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, that's so cute, you know? Because, you know, you don't finish hair school until you get 1,600 hours and you clock in and clock out with an old school timestamp and every hour, every minute counts. Right. Can you tell us about some of your celeb clients? Like, can you like rattle off a few names for us? Yeah. So let um, the people know. I've worked with Tracy Ellis Ross. I've worked with June Ambrose recently. I actually work with Lisa Ray today. Oh, shit. Yeah. Was she wearing white? She was wearing white. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that she wears any other color. I cannot believe how dedicated she is to that. I love it. It's so ridiculous. I've worked with Hugh Jackman. Oh, gosh. What, what is it like to, like, style a Hugh Jackman? What do you do with that hair? Yeah. Don't you just, like, put mousse in it? Girl, male grooming is so easy. Yes. <laughs> I put some wax in it and took a blow dryer and it. trimmed his mustache. That's amazing. <laughs> um, who else have I worked with? I work with Cynthia Bailey. I work with Kim uh, from Housewives of Atlanta. So lots of black women, I'm hearing. Yeah, majority black women, okay. majority of black so women. So the biggest question that I have, not the big, I mean, I have a thousand mm-hmm. questions, but one of the things that I'm most interested in is when you are picking like a hairstyle, right, for a black woman celebrity who's highly visible, mm-hmm. who's going to be on some sort of like public platform and people are going to see her, white folks are going to see her. How much do you think about the image that that woman portrays in the image that you're trying to help her project? Like how how much do you take into consideration when you're picking a hairstyle for the very, very visible black celebs that you style? I think more than anything, I think about the complete look. I think that hair is an accessory and I think that you have to look at the complete look. I don't want to make a hair statement um, single-handedly and I think that I have I think with Tracy Ellis Ross's state dinner look where we gave her two braids Slayed um, all white dress it Wait, was like two glorious braids and, yes I did yes. okay walk us through it like how did you decide on those two braids um, it was a conversation that we had together. We we had met previously, like a, well, like maybe a week or two prior, and we just kind of our, our energy we vibed. And my act, my hair was actually in two braids, mm. so it was interesting. So when we connected, 
um, and we talked about like the look that she was going for. She was just like, yeah, I was thinking braids. And I was just like, great. What are you wearing? And once I saw what she was wearing, it, it became this exchange where I was like, what do you about? What do you think about these these types of braids? But if we do this different and we leave a little texture and we mm. we enhance it here, we make it looser. And it, and it oh became because her personality is very fun and free. It was like, I don't want your hair to be perfectly coiffed because you don't normally wear your hair perfectly coiffed. You wear your hair Word. free. Her hair says a lot about her personality. I think that it goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to give you some sleek perfectly coiffed hairstyle because that's not you you're fun right that's awesome you know with all my clients I always ask like well what are you wearing and I do try to study my clients prior to working with them so for example when I worked with um, Aja Naomi King I looked at how she's worn her hair in the past and I've looked at what she's worn recently um, on red carpets to get a feel for what her hair looks like and the style that she's been wearing so I think that that's very important because if someone normally wears a bang, I'm not going to be like, yeah, girl, let's put your hair in a bun. Yeah. <laughs> Pull all your hair off Let your me face. just totally rearrange you know? yourself for you. So I'm curious what your, just as an uh, as a fellow Ethiopian person, <laughs> what your conversations <laughs> about hair were like growing up. Because I, I, I feel like Ethiopians have a very peculiar position in the sort of quote unquote good hair conversation. Mm. I love that on your website you say good hair is healthy hair. Yes. Yeah, well I so so I don't have good hair. Um, you know, in the sense of like in the Habesha community, in the Ethiopian community, like I don't have the big bouncy mm. curls. Like my hair doesn't do that. Mm. You know, and I think that there's a strange way that you know, like as, the as, big curls take up all the space as if there are only one type of like Ethiopian hair. I feel like exactly, it, and there's not. Mm. It's definitely on that Drake wave, the problem. like uh, yeah, the Drake <laughs> East African wave. girl, <laughs> girl. Everybody, every rapper, comment and shot us out. Everybody <laughs> shot us out. We popping. But I do feel like I had to like sort of unlearn some of those compliments because in my mind it was a compliment, but then I realized. Did it, you hear that a lot, Heaven? Yeah. The other thing is another thing. I don't know if you haven't you've experienced this, but growing up in the Habesha culture and like the Ethiopian culture, Ethiopian or Eritrean, mm. East African all together they, there's this thing that they say you know a, a woman's beauty is her mm-hmm. hair so that's a lot of all pressure. my family in 2012 i cut all my hair off and my mother was like she's growing it back and i was like no i'm not <laughs> i'm not growing it back i'm a hairstylist i like to change my hair and dc is a very conservative city mm-hmm. and you don't see people be as creative and growing up in southern california like just to piggyback onto the conversation where you were like how was it growing mm. up with like in the habisha household with hair right. i used to gel my hair down till it was rock solid <laughs> i remember hard, those days Listen, and baby back. hairs and all that stuff Think and when i would get in trouble my parents my parents would take away my gel Damn. because they were oh like my God. you're trying to be like these little black girls out here like you don't have no family like you have family what do you you know that was what i was like whoa i'm just putting gel in my hair <laughs> right i'm just putting gel in my hair <laughs> that's intense that's a it's lot like, what do you think that comes from first generation um immigrants i think that society portrays the black culture to be something that it's not and so then when you're an immigrant word and when you're an immigrant you just know what the tv mm. and the media shows you and more than anything it was just like my parents didn't want us to get discriminated against mm. and i grew up in orange county i grew up in a predominantly oh. white neighborhood i was the only black girl on the cheer squad Jesus, super super white mm-hmm. speaking of i'm very curious to know like what do you teach um your younger clients about um their hair so I'm 100% like anti-relaxer. Do you feel like the fact that you don't uh, do relaxers like Im- impacts your business? No, because DC is a market where it is pro-natural, mm. which is There's amazing. so many naturals in DC. Um, 
And the thing is, I am my business card and my clients are my business yes. card. So I'm like, oh, yeah. I tell like she natural. She natural. <laughs> I'm natural. She got a roller set. She got weave in her hair. She did this. You know, I change my hair up all the time. And I'm like, you you want green hair? You want all that stuff? Put some weave mm-hmm. in it. You don't have to damage your hair. Word. And then I have clients who I have a client who came in um, a couple weeks ago and we took her rose gold and she was with me for seven hours. Mm. She spent seven hours in the salon. I said, Oh, be prepared to spend all day with me, but I'll take you. I'll I'll get you there. Mm. But I'm gonna protect the health there, and yes. your hair in the process. <laughs> that That's what I want to hear from my stylist. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get you there, girl. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that now that I'm like sort of more and more a part of the entertainment industry that I'm learning about is just like the way white women prepare and do their hair. Oh my god. And I think I I grew up this whole time thinking like weave and tracks were like the domain of of black women. Yeah, girl, <laughs> girl. <laughs> Just, I don't know how many times I can keep saying girl, <laughs> but yes, do not be fooled. Mm-hmm. They wear they wear weaves just like us, and they get sew-ins just like mm-hmm. us, and they glue them, and they tape them, and they micro-bead them, and they fuse them. They do it just like yeah. us, and they put on wigs. Like, let's talk about the Jenners. Let's talk about the Kardashians. Mm. You think that they be doing all this to their hair, and it's their own mm. hair? Absolutely mm. not. Right, right. I have, like, a love-hate relationship with that With that. The fact of that, because there are things that they've done that it's like, who's they? The they Kardashians? get so much shine for the Kardashians. Mm. Oh, like Kim's that... boxer braids. Oh my god! Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Kim's boxer so braids. I... No boo. Those are cornrows. Listen, old school. Go to the literally. Hood. You can do a go Google. To the... <laughs> do a Google and figure it out. Like, don't just be out here just like it's, it's not our rocket shit. science. But then you have people like Kylie who puts wigs on mm. and puts her, makes her hair turquoise and people are like, Oh my God. Or Kim puts a wig on or, and, and then gets a front lace at that Whoop. and dyes her hair blonde. And everyone's like, Oh my God, did you see Kim Kardashian change her hair color? So revolutionary. No Nobody, you no one's ever done this before. <laughs> She's so brave. Like Get here. <laughs> she got a front lace wig on and her hairstylist is one of the stylists that made it. Tokyo styles is a black man from Baltimore. Mm. What you showing me that we ain't already done. <laughs> right. Right. Let's let's talk about an iconic moment in black women history. Ooh, what's this? What's this? Michelle Obama's bangs. The debut of those yes. bangs. That was a situation. Like, People everybody lost was like, their oh, minds. The bangs. There's been so many amazing styles. The bangs were inauguration, right? Yeah. The bangs were inauguration. Uh-huh. Tell me everything. The reality of it is that when, as black women, when we do our hair as often as we do, uh-huh. the texture of our hair, we have to change it up. And... Change is necessary and change is necessary and it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. And I think that one of the things that you will see with the first lady is that she's changed her hairstyle yes. several times. Yes. She's had bangs, she's had highlights, she's had a bob, mm-hmm. she's had that crucial side sweep. Um, Woo! And now she's a she has a, a you know, a blunt haircut. Um that's that that she rocks so effortlessly Ugh. and flawlessly. And it's just I think that when you have a client that allows you to do whatever you want. And, and I think it goes back to the client mm-hmm. stylist relationship. Mm-hmm. That ultimately is what it boils down to. And as long as you are able to, as a stylist, provide your client with the comfort and security to know that whatever you do is in their best interest, then you're good to go. Mm. Man. Uh, I really want to ask you to do my hair right now, but I feel like it's unprofessional. <laughs> so I'll wait till later. Um, Yanae, thank you so, 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 so much for taking the time to talk thank to you, us. Thank you, ladies. Where can people find you in your work on the internets? 
Instagram, social? Instagram or my website, same thing, uh, Instagram, at yenedam 2 And my website is yenedam2.com, Y-E-N-E-D-A-M-T-E-W.com. All right, everybody, you really, really, really need to check out Yene's Instagram. It's just full of flawless, beautiful black beauties. You be holding it down. So I saw this on her Instagram. How to get rid of split ends. Mix one tablespoon honey, one teaspoon olive oil, one (laughs) egg yolk, and three tablespoons of Greek yogurt. Then put that in a jar and go get a haircut. Bloop! Yo, Tracy McGee. Wait. Do you know what time it is? No, I don't own a watch. <laughs> <laughs> it is time to buy some rounds. Time ah! to buy some rounds. Time to buy some rounds. Yo, can I can I buy a round for one of my favorite vines? Please do. Please. We only have a little bit of time to celebrate Vine before it goes away. Okay. Vine is dead, but it's still alive in my heart. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, I feel like we reference this all the time on the podcast, and I don't know yeah. if we've properly introduced the Vine. Uh-huh. So there is a one Kenneth. Kenneth! Kenneth is a child. He is a teen. (laughs) And, you know, on the first day of school, moms be so excited. Mm -hmm. And, like, you got your fresh outfit, so you're excited. You're just looking all just, like, fresh to death. So there's this glorious vine of Kenneth on his first day of school. There's lots of glorious vines in this style. This is true. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of glorious vines of Kenneth. But here is one. Uh Just a sample of many. Ooh, my boy going to school. Fuck it up, Kenneth. Kenneth, fuck it up. Fuck it up, (laughs) Kenneth. (laughs) Oh, my boy going to school. Fuck it up. Fuck it up. Everybody, if you are on a Google machine, Google it right now so you can see it. It's going to be in the newsletter. Make sure you sign up. Um, Busby.com slash another round slash newsletter. But what happens in all of these vines? Like there's Kenneth on his way to school, Kenneth (laughs) on his way to prom, Kenneth on the way to every place. (laughs) And the person playing Kenneth's mom is just so hype about Kenneth. (laughs) So in every vine, Kenneth's doing like his little pose and dance. Yes. And the mom just like, ooh, my boy Kenneth going to prom. Fuck it up, Kenneth. Fuck it up, Kenneth. Fuck it up, Kenneth. Ooh, my boy Kenneth going to prom. Fuck it up, Kenneth. She's so proud. I love it. I love it so much. I can't wait till I have children to do that. Just for that part. (laughs) Ooh, my baby going to nursery school. (laughs) Fuck it up, baby. Fuck it up, baby. (laughs) Fuck it up. (laughs) Baby, fuck it up. And he's got like these fresh ass Air Forces on and everything. And this huge <laughs> smile. It makes me so, so it's happy. so good, y'all. Watch all the kids Vine. Shout out to all the babies on Vine. Um, okay, I have a round two. Who are you buying around for, Tracy? So keeping with the hair theme because mm-hmm. I had hair on my brain and also because I washed <laughs> hair my on hair. Your brain. <laughs> so, so sorry. <laughs> One, that'd be gross if it was on your actual brain. Ew. And it would probably like be dangerous. uncomfortable too. What if you could like fit? Okay, this is good. I already regret thinking about this. Yeah, yeah, it's what you get. It's what you get. What you um, got in your brain hairs? <laughs> <laughs> it's time to go home. I apologize. I am buying around for drugstore hair products. I thought you were going to say drugs, <laughs> to be <laughs> That's honest. That's next week, Kevin. <laughs> That's next week. Um, but I remember when I first went natural, mm. you know, you go through this product junkie phase where you just like, I need to try everything. I want to try everything. This curl and custard, this uh, fucking hair souffle, this uh, this uh, moisture milkshake. Tiramisu. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's always all like weird ass desserts. Names, first of all. Like, that's weird. <laughs> but, like, you just go through and you spend so much money because you think that yeah. you have to have an expensive product for your hair Especially to look the way. Like, like, just the products you know, like your Maybelines, your whatever's, right. like, have not 
no cater to your hair. So because obviously you, it has to be like a specialized, expensive product. Yeah. And the thing that I didn't know when I was younger and perming my hair was that I can use white people products. I didn't Yo, know that. Because when you have a perm, you can't really, like, it's it's a whole thing. Like, you take care of perm hair one way, you take care of natural hair another way. And when I went natural and I was like, wait a minute, I can just walk into like a fucking Walgreens and get suave and put it in my hair and mm-hmm. be good. Suave is literally $2. Two! I can afford that. Same. Versus like some other brands that are like literally $58. Whatever, whatever's daughter's nieces or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's either Mama like. My name is Curling Custard. <laughs> I'm not paying $60 for I that. feel like it's either like a food dessert situation <laughs> or just like your right. mom and her cousin and her mama too. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And like you don't have to spend like upwards of $20 Honestly, on a hair Tracy, product to get good shit. I think I learned that lesson best from you. Oh. When you put me onto Suave. Oh my God. Or just like so even an herbal proud. essence will get the job done. You just yes, have to be aware and it smells good. of what you're putting in your hair, uh, what you're taking out of it. You know? Exactly. It's an education situation. Exactly. You have to stay on top of it, but like you can use like. Shout out to CVS brand anything. Shout honestly. out to everything brand, everything that's affordable. <laughs> honestly, my favorites are Suave Conditioner, Eco Style Gel. I have got a life size, like like an Olympic swimming pool size mm-hmm, jar mm-hmm. of Eco Styler for like $3. It's crazy. And coconut oil. Word. Bam. You don't need Mama Nim's uh, moisture <laughs> $40 milk. $40 moisture milk. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need it. From a goat's teat. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize, but I don't. So that's my round. Them's are my rounds. Yo, shout out to people who care about natural hair on a budget. <sighs> Listen, because you can spend a lot of money if you try to. Difficult. It is. It is. Um, Also, shout out to all the moms with their like random recipes. Put an egg and then some mayonnaise, and then (laughs) yo, can I tell you really quickly that one like in at the height of my natural like shit, my obsession, Mm -hmm. I made one of those little homemade. Oh lord, (laughs) one of those homemade deep conditioners with an egg. Did you bake an egg in your hair? I baked a fucking (laughs) egg in my hair because the water was too hot, so it cooked in my hair. I was so fucking That's mad. a hard-boiled egg right here. <laughs> just like right at the top. Just like right just steam. like. I was like, is that is that dandruff and why is it yellow? <laughs> That's not right. I cannot. We have to leave, Tracy. We, we gotta go. Let's go home. Let's I'm go dead. home. <laughs> Heaven, we did it. I'm so glad you're back. Tracy, we made it. It's so hey. much more fun with you in the studio. I love you, Tracy. Credits. Let's do some credits, huh? This has been such a dope episode. I feel like I've learned so much about myself. Aww. Low key. That's awesome. But also, like, I just feel so affirmed. I'm just so thankful. Shout out to all the babies. Oh, my gosh. Remember the hair on purpose, babies? Uh. Uh, thank you to the one and only Afro Bella, a.k.a. Patrice Yersik, a.k.a. the godmother of brown beauty blogging. And you name damn too, who hopefully will actually be doing my hair. What's <laughs> Shout out to the pod squad. Pod squad. <laughs> This episode was produced by Auntie Nina, hey. who we are so happy to have, Miss Nina Paddock, and Julia Ferlin, who we are always excited to see in the studio <laughs> with us. It's a beautiful day. Hit him with the shoulders, Julia. Hey. Hit him with Hit the him shoulders. With the shoulders. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> with editorial oversight from Illinois Kagan and Meg Kramer. Mom. Holding it down. Holding it all the way down. And production support from Chiquita who went to go talk to the babies for us. She's amazing, amazing. Thank you to Paul Ruest at Argo Studios. Thank you to our in-house musicians, Miss Jean Gray and Don Will. You can follow Jean Gray on Twitter at Jean Greasy. You can follow Don Will at Don Will, D-O-N-W-I-L-L. And I think that they both put out new music recently. 
Exclusive. I could also be wrong. To find out, go to their Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Brokey McPoverty. Oh, yeah. You can follow me on Twitter at Brokey McPoverty. <laughs> <laughs> and shout out to Heaven Rants. Hey. You can follow her on Twitter at Heaven Rants. Yo, if you want more updates about like all the casual slaves, we're, we're you know, which you sl- must on the side. You like, must. Oh, Michelle. Darling, you oh, must. So follow us. Uh, email us, Twitter us, Facebook us. At another round. Subscribe to our newsletter once again, buzzbeat.com slash another round slash newsletter. It is so good every week. Every everything. week. And in the newsletter, we're going to have a roundup of all of the things that we talked about here, all of the products that Afrobella mentioned. We're going to have the vine, the fuck it up Kenneth vines. Oh, we're going to put those in there up. for you. So make sure you subscribe. It's so good and it's so fun and it's a great way to get through your Friday. Um, it's Christmas time. You're going to need a gift for somebody. Listen. If you would like, perhaps in another round, mug. Ooh. Perhaps a t-shirt. Ooh. Perhaps a mug or a t-shirt. Because it's Ooh. so <laughs> You can buy them at shop.busby.com. Check it out. Check it out. Drink some wine. Take your meds. Call your person. Buy a onesie. Okay. Can I tell you that my black ass on Black Friday <laughs> went to an Old Navy outlet strictly because it was down the street from my black ass house because I don't be doing Black Friday. And I found two onesies at Old Ooh. Navy for like $15 a piece, maybe less than that. I too own a onesie. Just one? You know Kevin. who put me on? Who? Janelle James. You better re listen to that episode. <gasps> That's right. Yes. Yeah, she was right. It should not she have taken right. me this many episodes to be like, let me be see. about that onesie life. I need to announce to everybody that in my G chat just now, Nina <laughs> <laughs> said, I too have a onesie. I too sing America. <laughs> Y'all, this is what we're dealing with. Nina is on another, whole nother level. Levels. Ah, uh, let's all go hold hands and go home. Chiquita! Goodbye. Lemonade Gucci shoes for my girl. Scooch. Scooch. My pound of Sinnoh 6 is no 20s in my...